0: There's an old saying that there are only two certainties in life, and that's death and taxes. I can't argue with either one, and of course, we talk about ways to minimize taxes all the time on the show. But today, we're going to talk about death and how you can change your way of thinking to get the most out of life before your number is called by dying with zero. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the My Retirement Clarity podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lee Perkins. Man, I'm excited about today's show uh, for a lot of different reasons, but before I jump in, I just want to take a minute to tell you guys how thankful I am for you, our listeners. As I record this episode, we're just a few days after Thanksgiving, uh, actually, a week after Thanksgiving, today is when I'm recording this. And I think this show is going to post in December, probably the first Wednesday in December. But I am really thankful that you've chosen to spend some time listening to the show. Our show is reaching people all over the country each and every week. And we've got new listeners in in different states. How, How do I know that? Well, it's because I know you're visiting our website you're requesting copies of our tax book that we offer. And, of course, a lot of you have chosen to take us up on our offer for the 15-minute phone call to discuss your situation. So, in my mind, that's pretty awesome that a, that a boutique firm right here, Macon, Georgia, is attracting clients and listeners from all over the country. So, I really appreciate it. Uh, another great thing is the fact that that you guys are sharing the show on your social media platforms. And so, I really do appreciate that. And as our our listening audience grows, of course, our firm is growing as well, and we've added new team members this year, and I'm confident that we're going to add additional team members next year to take great care of our clients. So we really appreciate it. It's been a great year, and uh, we thank you for being a, a loyal listener to the show. So on today's show, I want to expand a little bit on an idea that I've been fully on board with for several years now, but recently... I discovered a book that brought the matter back to my attention. And this book has helped really provide me with, with more confirmation that I've, I've pretty much been on, on the right track in my way of thinking about this. And so, you know, when somebody new comes in my office, one of the very first things that I ask them is, hey, what is the purpose of the money that you saved? And on the surface, it seems like a pretty easy question to answer, but in reality, it's a little bit more difficult for people to articulate what they really want the money for. And so the typical answer that I get is, well, you know, I, I, we just want it to be there. Or, or we might use it to supplement our, our other income if we need it to, but we're, we're really not sure. And of course, there are some people that will tell me that they don't need the money at all. And that's actually becoming uh, more of a common answer. And, and and then others will say, well, hey, I, I don't need it. I just want to leave it for the kids. So no matter what your thoughts are about the money that you've worked your entire lifetime to save, one thing is for certain, your money is just a tool. It's a tool that you can use to do a bunch of different things. And I understand everybody's different and not everybody's going to think the way that I think in what I'm about to explain. So... Recently, you know, within the last month, I met a couple from another state. They've been loyal listeners to the podcast for a while now, and they, and they set up a 15-minute phone call, just like a lot of other listeners have done uh, over the last years. So they just wanted to sort of discuss their situation and see if I can add value. So this couple is in their, their mid-50s, and, and they recently experienced, just to me, the unthinkable tragedy of, of losing a child. Their 21-year-old son passed away about a year ago, and, and this tragedy has really sort of reshaped their outlook on life and on, on their money. And so one of the things that they learned in going through this, and it's something that a lot of you've learned as well if you've had similar experiences, is that our time is just way more valuable than our money. And it's something I've talked about on the show many times. But, but in talking with this couple, it just became more real and way more evident to me and so they referenced a book called die with zero and, and this book is a couple years old maybe two and a half years old and after our call i, I downloaded the audiobook and, and listened to it and man i was blown away at some of the concepts that he discussed in the book now i don't agree with everything that he says um, but man he sure does make you think about things in a completely different way So the book was written by a guy named Bill Perkins, no relation, Um, and what he does, he challenges a lot of the status quo, sort of the status quo thinking regarding our our time and our money. And I would say that probably the overall theme of the book is the idea that people should really strive to die with zero regrets. Not necessarily zero money, but, but people should die with zero regrets by... Really, by strategically using their money and their time throughout their lives to maximize their happiness and their fulfillment before they pass away, and so as I listened to the book, and I've actually listened to it twice now, I I could do a you know a bunch of podcast, almost a podcast on every chapter of the book, and, and I think it would bring extreme value to the listeners of the show. But I would just encourage you to go pick up the book on your own, because I think he does, a way, he does a way better job of explaining things than I could. But but I want to highlight a couple of his ideas on the show today. The first one I want to talk about is the purpose of money. Now, I understand money, of course, is, is required to provide for our, our basic necessities of life. Now, food you know shelter clothing all those kind of things but i want to look beyond those basic needs because this is where i think a lot of people get it wrong there are a lot of people out there who accumulate wealth and they view that wealth or or their net worth is their only scorecard they look at that statement every month and hope the value has increased and if and if it does great they feel good about it but if it doesn't they start to question their strategy anxiety sets in and, and sometimes they become a less happy person. And so for these people, the the value of their, their account is generally the sole focus of their lives and it winds up being their only scorecard that they measure things against. And so I would argue, as does you know the, the author of, of the book, that the primary purpose of money should be to facilitate meaningful experiences by using your financial resources, to engage in activities and adventures that bring joy and fulfillment to your life as well as a, a ton of lasting memories. And of course, I you know I, I believe in tithing and giving away money and and being a blessing to other people as well. And so anyway, I did an episode a while back about giving yourself permission to spend your own money. And and this is, a, is absolutely a real challenge for a lot of people. And it's it's a challenge really for people at all stages of wealth. Now, you know, I, I know a lot of you are thinking, hey, you don't have to tell me to spend my money. I've, I've sort of, I got, I got that part figured out. But I'm more concerned with running out of money. And so I get that. that. That's a concern for a lot of people. But I'll tell you that most of the people who worried about running out of money, they're never gonna come close to, to running out. They just won't. And I would say most of my clients right now, they've got more money five years after retirement than they did the day that they retired. And, and this is even after taking distributions. And it's not everybody, but most of them do. And so it's usually at this point, you know, five or seven, eight years into retirement that, that they're able to begin giving themselves permission to spend money. The problem is, you know, five years of your life has already passed. You're, you're five years older. Your body's five years closer to failing you, and it's, it's very likely that you missed out on some experiences that you're no longer able to do. So I, I see this every day, and you probably do too. It's, it's one of the things we talk about on the show from time to time. And so it's why I encourage people that when they're early in retirement to go and do the things that you may not be able to do when you're older. Hey there, sorry to interrupt the show, but I wanted to take just a quick second to tell you about our new e newsletter called Uncommon Sense. Now, I know the last thing you probably want is another email from a financial firm giving you the same old industry jargon that every brokerage firm out there gives you. I get it. Nobody wants that stuff because it's boring, but our newsletter is anything but boring. Information plus entertainment is infotainment, and that's the goal. And that's what uncommon sense is. So we want to inform you in a very entertaining way. So you'll get stories of how financial planning works in the real world and not some corporate boardroom of a Wall Street firm. You'll also get access to a lot of other great resources. So just head on over to our website, www.myretirementclarity.com and click on the Uncommon Sense logo. Just put in a good email address and you'll be good to go. Now, back to the show. Early in Retirement. Is the go-go years? We've talked about this many times. This is when you're. This is when you're the healthiest. You know, unless you do something radical, like losing a lot of weight and, and getting in better shape physically, chances are really strong that you're going to be worse off in five years than you are right now. So now's the time to do the things that you're not going to be able to do in five years. So I'm not saying you got to go bungee jumping or. Or skydiving or, or anything like that. You know, those are things that we traditionally think that young people do. And so, so that's not the point. I'm talking about the adventures that, that we sort of take for granted right now. And, and we just assume that we can always do these later. But I'm here to tell you, when you're in your 80s, you're going to be much less motivated to get on a plane and fly across the world to, to do something. Um, I, I've had a couple of clients this year Uh, do a trip to Europe with their grandkids for for a senior trip because they know they'll never get the opportunity again. I had another person who's in their late 50s. They went hiking, like pretty serious hiking in another country with one of their grandkids on their senior trip. And it was a real challenge for them, but they did it. And they built memories that they said are going to last a lifetime. And they know they're not going to be able to do this. Chances are they're not going to be able to do this in another 10 years. And so, they got other grandchildren who are, who are much younger and they know there's a chance that they're going to have to do a different kind of a, a trip, a different kind of experience for those younger grandchildren. They're going to have to make that more age appropriate for them as they age. And so I think one of the things that we're really going to try to, to re-implement in our office, we did this several years ago and we got away from it for some reason, and it was a way for us to measure success for our clients, and it's something I, always, I call the perfect day exercise, and this is where we ask somebody to describe their perfect day, and, and I mean describe it in, in, in pretty complete detail. I want them to almost experience in their mind what they're explaining when they're going through this perfect day exercise, and, and then I want to, them to set a goal of how many of those perfect days they're going to have next year. And if they tell me, hey, I want to do 15 of, of those days next year, then I want them to do everything they can do to make that happen, no matter what the cost is, as long as it f- is a realistic expense. And if, if they follow through with this and they actually have 15 perfect days in this next year, in my opinion, that's a that's a fantastic year, and that's a great way to measure success. So what's the perfect day for you? It doesn't have to be travel. I know we talk about travel a lot on the show, because I think that's what a lot of people choose to do. But for you, it might be something completely different. So whatever that is for you, I want you to make it a point to do that perfect day as much as you possibly can. And so think about it. How much better is than, is that than what normally happens in the office? So the typical things that happen is when I meet with somebody for the first time and I, and I say, how's your year been? Um, and, and they'll say, and it was pretty good. You know, my, my accounts are up eight or nine percent or whatever it was. And and so I, I kind of pause here and if this happens, I usually ask them, Well, how did that impact their life that their account went up that much? Did 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 you have an experience that you've never had before? Did you go to a different place? Did you take your grandkid to a to a Braves game or anything like that? So if all they can tell me is that they measure their success because their account was up nine percent, you know, eight or nine percent that year. I, I just don't see that as a very successful year. It might have been a very successful year from a financial standpoint, but, but in my opinion, they're, they're one year closer to dying without being fulfilled. So sure, that account value has increased, but they didn't do anything else to add an experience or create a memory to make it a great year. So that's going to be one of the goals for our firm in 2024. We want every single one of our clients to get the most they possibly can out of their next phase of life. And so that's the goal. And, And our mission statement says, we help good people make great decisions so they can enjoy an amazing retirement. And I think part of having an amazing retirement is actually spending some of the money that you've worked to save. Don't sit on a pile of money and do nothing with it. So we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of when I first started this firm. It's hard to believe, but it's been almost 10 years. I think January uh, will be 10 years. So one of the things that I had to do when, when I started the firm was I had to come up with a firm name the firm name and then sort of a, a tagline. So you know I talked to several people and got their feedback. So I came up with the name JL Perkins Wealth Management, just because that's that's my name. So in our logo, you know, after we came up with a logo, I, I, I thought I needed to add some type of tagline. And some of you have seen this, and this is our old logo. We've got a new one down so now, so we don't use the old, the old one. But the old logo said, J.L. Perkins Wealth Management. Growing and preserving your wealth. And so as I look back on that now, I sort of cringe at that tagline. Like, did I actually encourage people to preserve their wealth rather than spending it? Now, I know what I meant. My idea of preserving your wealth was was really referring to just adjusting your investment strategy to a less less aggressive strategy as you get older. But I can see how somebody could hear that and think to themselves, hey, I need to grow my money and then I need to preserve it, which means not spend it. And that's the exact opposite of what I'm talking about today. I want you to go and spend your money. No, I don't want you to spend it without a plan or without a purpose. Don't just buy stuff. But I want you to buy experiences, and we can certainly help you with that, and we've done that with a ton of our clients over the last few years. And so that's part of what our Retirement Clarity Review is. We'll take you through the process and show you how you can still spend money, build memories of the people you love, and die with zero regrets about what you did in retirement. So if you want to discuss your plans or your lack of plan in this area, uh, and how we can Help you potentially have the the best retirement you can possibly have. Go to www.talkwithjlp.com, grab a 15 minute time slot on our calendar, and I can promise you it will be well worth your time. So that's it for today. I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Hey there, Lee Perkins here. If you're like a lot of folks, you've been listening to this podcast for a long time now. But I've got an important question for you. Have you implemented any of the ideas that we've discussed on the show? If you haven't, what are you waiting on? You know you're not getting any younger. So here's my challenge. Don't just consume the content. Our number one goal for this podcast is to help you close the gap between what you know and what you implement. So if you're ready to implement, take that first step today and visit www.talkwithjlp.com and schedule a 15 minute phone call with one of our advisors. and we will help you close the gap between what you know and what you implement so you can enjoy the next phase of your life. Now is your time. Don't procrastinate any longer.